You are listening to the Bombzilla Podcast. And this week, the news. The tape recording is for United World News, Chicago, USA. Well, here's your headline. I want full newspaper coverage, magazine stories, books. Well, I want it on the air 24 hours a day. This is our moment. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bondzilla News, where when it comes to James Bond, tomorrow never dies, and when it comes to Godzilla, well, as always, it's Gojira. You moron. I'm Will. I'm Nick. And lots lots of news yeah. th- th- this uh, this edition, um, and uh, can't wait to dive we're, into it. We're like, not, no, we're not going to talk about any of it. It's just going to yeah. be uh, <laughs> welcome to the news. There was a lot of news. We're not going to talk about it. Goodbye. Can everybody. you imagine if that was like some news, like they like tune in, you're like, welcome to the nightly news. Uh, there's a lot of news. Like we have it all here, but you know, we decided to give you guys a break tonight. Yeah. And uh, I, for the longest time, did not know what an anchor like did mm. other than like, I thought that's why they were the anchor. They were anchoring the news. But do they know any of the news? Are they journalists? Do well, they kind of? Are they? Yeah, I think that's what I think. Well, I think that's what you intend to, and then like the anchor's like the star, and right? Then, you know, it's like the star that all the real but, journalists do all the hard work, right? Oh yeah, in but theory, th- yeah, that's what it's like. Because as a kid, I was like, well, what, who's this guy? Well, like, they, you know, what, they, anchor, what are they anchors doing? Will give their own like editorials and stuff. Yeah, but doesn't that kind of seem? fucked up a little bit you know part of my language this is the news you have to work your way up imagine if you gave me all this news today and you did all this hard work and you like risked your life going all the way to toho to get these these exclusives right Mm -hmm. like worn torn toho yeah (laughs) and then you come back and then not only do i repeat it but then i have to give my own spin on it I didn't do anything. I mean, <laughs> I literally just read the prompter. This is basically, you know, the this plot. Is the... This is the plot of Bruce Almighty. <laughs> I mean, like it is. It is the plot of Bruce Almighty. You're absolutely like the, right. The inciting incident. Right. Of anyway, so by uh, well, here well, we are. That was capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of capitalism, James Bond. Oh yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> I thought we were. I forgot we had we have some James Bond news. We have a lot of Godzilla news, some of which involves yeah, capitalism I mean, because it's it involves me spending some coinage. There's nothing huge. Um, I mean, I guess there's kind of some sad news. Uh, we've talked about I I, I I'll talk about because we talked about death of people related to these films on sure. the news episode. So uh, earlier uh, this week, uh, David Hedison, um, the first person to play felix twice in mm-hmm. uh against roger moore and live and let die and with timothy dalton in uh the living uh, not the living daylights a license to kill mm-hmm. uh, sadly passed away um he's one of those people where it's like you know he is the first felix you know the play of twice and that was that big gap with 73 with uh live and let die and 89 with uh, license to kill obviously jeffrey wright has also played felix twice but you know hedison also has the distinction of playing felix against two different bonds and I think over the course of this podcast, um, Hedison, I think, especially in uh, Live and Let Die, gets some, uh, you know, there's some people who don't like it. But I think I really appreciated kind of his goofiness yeah. in that first one mm-hmm. and sort of the way he anchors the emotional weight of uh, License to Kill. I think he actually pulls off a, a great kind of small performance in that movie that really heightens what Dalton is doing. 
and and also doing the research that he is very much someone who was eager to kind of jump in uh, into the role. And even when he was asked to do License to Kill, he was very much like, well, I am pretty old, but this seems like it would be fun. So, right. Um, and I think it's just like he has a lasting image of Felix, one of those kind of people that you think of. So well, like like you said, it's it's good because it's notoriously a character that like has always had like a different I, face on him. So it's like you know he does have that distinction yeah, of and uh, he, and he puts playing a stamp, twice. He puts a stamp on his version yeah. of the character. So I just thought I'd play a little tribute to to him. Uh, as always, uh, we we like to pay tribute to those who have uh, lended their faces, yeah. voices, and performances to both of these franchises. And so. uh, the other news, not sad, but not really that much and more interesting. Yeah, we're going from sad to medium news yes. to breaking. Well, not breaking news. Yeah, not but, really. Yeah, but good news. Well, uh, we we don't have as many updates on Bond Twenty Five as we did on our last news episode, but mm-hmm. the Bond Twitter account did confirm um, that the movie's coming out. Multiple Aston Martin vehicles uh, will be in the movie. We're gonna have the Aston Martin DB Five from Goldfinger, the the you know the famous car that was also in Skyfall Inspector. Mm-hmm. Um, they did also confirm the V Eight Volant, um, which is from li- Living uh, the Living Daylights, mm-hmm. uh, and they also confirm a newer uh, Aston Martin car as well. So it uh, seems like there's going to be a lot of car stuff in this movie. There's so. there's there's three options. All right, for this one, all the cars form a giant Voltron Aston Martin. Mm. That's the first option. the th- The second option is that. What would the second option be? Well, the second option is that, like, Bond, you know, he's kind of, like, not officially MI6 again. Right, So right. he breaks into, like, oh, like got the it. warehouse yeah, yeah, yeah. of all the cars, and it's and maybe they have other cars in the background. I mean, they showed yeah. a picture of the whole warehouse. Uh-huh. I'm showing it right now. So or. There's a lot of cars there. The so. third and most likely option is that we're pull, we're going to have all the different Bonds come back, each in their own Aston Martin, to into fight. The, into the bond It's It's into the Bondverse. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's most likely the second option. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, um, any other Bond news? Uh, you can pre-order the, uh, Spectre Daniel Craig Funko Pop exclusively on the 007 store. That is, that is breaking, isn't that? By the time this comes out? Yeah. Mm. You getting it? No. No. Is it just a potato? (laughs) Is it just a a Funko of a potato? To be quite honest, if I did get a Bond Funko Pop, it would be like Moore or Connery. I'm not going to buy... What if what it was Bond Funko? Because I know there's the Goldfinger car. There's uh, the DB5. Yes. Bond Funko. What if it was one of those, you know those movie sets they do? Mm-hmm. Like where it's like a scene out of a movie? Yeah. What would you do if it's like the Funko of Bond tied to the chair and Silva with his hands on his legs? Would you get that one? Ooh. Like if that was one. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, would that be cool or would you just get it as a joke? I didn't know there were so many Bond. Yeah. There's an odd job one. Yeah, there's a there's a Jill Masterson one. Or I mean, in, in gold, dude. Yeah, this is Funko, man. Yeah, I would probably get my the, friend. I'd my, actually get the Roger Moore one. I should see if I can get that. My one. my buddy once said that one day a good horror movie would be like you go into a comic book store and then you look in the shelves and you like wait and you see a Funko of yourself mm-hmm. and then you just slowly start disappearing. <laughs> Or you you become the fiction, like you're like slowly finding yourself like becoming like a comic book character. Right. Yeah. That's like their first. Well, that that's definitely like a like if you redid the Truman Show, mm-hmm. like somebody snuck a Funko Pop of Truman yeah. like onto the set, and he's like, "What's this?" And then like they're like, "Oh no no no, we're all we're all out of stock on those." Yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be one of those. 
Um, cool. Well, Nick, lots of uh, Godzilla stuff. Yeah, so uh, we're coming uh, off to of, get of the yeah. Comic of Cons. Yes. The Comic of Cons. If you and- followed us on Twitter or followed us on this podcast and you just listened to us and used your ears, you would have known that we were at this year's 2019 San Diego Comic-Con. 50th Comic-Con. 50th Comic-Con. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like they didn't really do... Did they do really anything to be no, like, no. oh, it's the 50th? No, they were just like, it's just 50. Yeah. They like, kind of casually was like, hey, it's 50. You know that book that they give you in like the bag that yeah. nobody... That you've never read? Yeah. Has anybody ever read that book? I always like... I have like the from them for the past four years. And I'm like, one day I'm going to read them... And then I'm going to be like old and decrepit. You'll be, like, be like 90 and it's like you have a pile of Dust them books. off. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's kind of weird. I mean, we got a cool pin. Yeah. Other than that. Um, yeah. But they just felt like there was this kind of Marvel. Well, no, thing. they did do something special. They Toho gave, came yeah. to Comic Con. Well, Toho, but, but, but Toho and Godzilla, they're celebrating 65. So they're yeah. a little bit older they're than Comic So that was why like Comic Con was just like, we don't want to upstay as Godzilla. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but we're, we're going to get to the. Uh, um, to the San Diego Comic Con news in a second, uh, but for some really beefy, exciting news, <laughs> some some ings. <laughs> what? This is uh, I, I, beefy is. I got some. I got some throbbing news here, Nick. Uh, <laughs> okay. All, all right. Listen. This is. These are the hard facts. <laughs> um. So leading up, this was interesting. Leading up into the convention, yeah, uh, that week, we were getting some interesting rumors. There was a lot of chatter and rumors about what was possibly going to be. As we, there was a big hoopla, as deservingly as it uh, should have been, uh, of Toho, you know, appearing at the convention itself. But there was a lot of chatter about like, oh, other announcements and other things. And one of the rumored things was a, and this has been rumored for quite some time. Uh, was a Criterion release of something Godzilla-related. Now, we know that there was precedent for this going in because earlier on, uh, I believe it was either uh, late last year or this year, we had talked about the Criterion uh, streaming service getting access to all of the Godzilla Showa films, all mm-hmm. 15 of the films. And uh, when uh, during... in. Um, and more information about this came out during Comic Con, but it has been officially made official. Yeah, there was it was more week. so kind of like listings kind of popped up on like Target and like you know Best Buy websites, and it was basically like it was all but confirmed yes. until Criterion finally confirmed it. And what they confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, was their one thousand one thousandth is that how you say yes. it release. In the form of an eight-disc Blu-ray collection of all 15 of the Godzilla Showa films. All in one pack, Nick. Exciting news. You can finally have on Blu-ray uh, high-definition transfers of each of those Showa films. All the way from the original 1954 Gojira to all the way to the terror of Mechagodzilla. Exciting! It is. Yeah. No, this was awesome. I mean, uh, if, finding if there out was ever this. a movie that deserved a Blu-ray release, it is All Monsters Attack. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we're going to get to it, but there was also um, so there was the announcement of that, and it would include all fifteen of the films. Yes. 
um, and there was also kind of new exclusive art. Yes. Yeah, so all so what's going to be included in this set are um, obviously the high definition transfers plus some uh, supplemental material that comes in the form of there's going to be a, a booklet released with it, which um, is also sporting individual uh, artists uh, rendition posters of uh, each of the movies, which, by the way, go go online and search them up. They're pretty awesome. I know like, I joke about all one. monsters attack, but genuinely speaking, the the art for all monsters attack makes it feel like it could be a good movie y- yes like you know exactly. <laughs> i agree no like, i now, agree also the jet uh, megalon one excellent yeah that one's great the oh the one speaking of ones that make it look like a better movie than it is geigen had a had a sweet oh, yeah. poster yeah, geigen too. geigen too yeah. so yeah Ge- yeah i was actually the same thing so geigen and like all well i mean all the posters are really cool but all the ones like it does make like even astro monster look like a much like you know, it just kind of taps all the cool stuff mm-hmm. from that movie. But it was just like, because like, I just want to describe it. So the All Monsters Attack poster is like the, that kid, uh, Ichiro and Manila. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like kind of looking all like, oh boy. While like Godzilla and um, Gabra, Gabra yeah. are like towering over them. Right. And it looks like it could be like, oh, this oh, cool alternate take on like how we like how we view Godzilla. And it, it's like, no. Well, I mean, it is kind of an alternate take well, yeah, about no, how we look I, at Godzilla. I said a cool alternate take. <laughs> it is an alternate take. I re-listened to that episode. It's one of our best ones. Yeah. Only 50, what was it, 54 minutes? <laughs> like, it, yeah, like, so it's we, under an hour. We, we flew through that episode. It's the only episode that's still, under an hour. It's still like one of our better ones. Um, so there's going to be a booklet with film notes, uh, interviews, and the movies will come uh, complete with behind-the-scenes features, including some special effects uh, uh, featurettes, including some uh, material that has previously been unseen. Uh, commentaries and uh, various other uh, supplemental material. Which is great because, like, you know, a lot... I mean, we've been going through, obviously, the DVDs that you've bought. Um, So you've owned all of them, and you're definitely buying this one, no doubt, because there's so much on there. And even I'm kind of considering, like, this would be something I would purchase for my own collection. But a lot of those discs, like, you know, they're, like, kind of really cheap releases. Because it's less, like, you know, they're not... So... At most, you've got like, oh, the original trailer, and like, here's other monster movies that are, you know, being released by, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Miramax Home Video and stuff like that. Because previously, Criterion, and I own it, is the original Gojira. Yes, there is a Criterion they, they, of that. They did, yeah. they did that one. That was a great set, too. But it's just like, it, I'm the most excited I would be is like, you know, some of the supplemental material and commentaries and stuff like that. Probably some. Mostly historian commentaries, mm-hmm. I would assume, but but still, that would be very interesting to listen to and see if there's any, you know, interesting takes on movies that yeah. I enjoy, like uh, you know, because as it stands now, I own because I own all of the films on Blu-ray, with the exception of two: uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla and Son of Godzilla are the only films I own on DVD. So with this collection, will uh, complete me owning the entire. Um, you know, a series, the entire franchise right. on Blu-ray. Um, which, uh, spoiler alert, I already put down my pre-order. Yeah, uh, for this. Um, so, uh, and uh, only a select few of the only a selection of the films are actually going to include dubs, though. These are all going to be in the native Jap um Japanese uh language with subs. Um, at least this this is the information that I received. The only ones that are going to include dubs are Gojira, King Kong versus Godzilla, Astro Monster, Son of Godzilla, Destroyal Monsters, Megalon, uh, Mecha Godzilla, and Terror Mecha Godzilla. Well, and my understanding of this is because, uh, you know, 
the way that Toho has, you know, dubbed a lot of these movies are through different production studios, yeah. depending on what was accessible at the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, I won't be able to confirm this until more information comes out about it, but it makes sense that, you they, know. They only have certain ones. Right, yeah. Because it was a big deal that Criterion was able to get all of these movies in the first place. Yeah. That in order to get and the dubs was a little bit I believe it's tricky. also, you know, still confirmed that the uh, it's going to be dub only for... Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, that was so. That was going to be my next thing. Is that the uh, the that information was... about King Kong versus Godzilla is still a little fuzzy because originally it came out saying that it did include the Japanese release, but that does not appear to be the case. That it well, is it, indeed we, the as American we know release. from our episode, the Japanese release of that movie is notoriously hard to find. Yes, because it was cut up. The original print was cut up. I believe there was the news a couple of years ago. Now that I know that they they might have found one, but it was in poor condition. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it kind of makes sense. Um. Because King Kong versus Godzilla was always the one too that was kind of the biggest question mark because of the nature of the King Kong rights, mm-hmm. which has always kind of plagued any attempts to do more with that movie. Mm-hmm. But now that you know a new Kong movie is coming out with Godzilla in it, it would just kind of make sense to have that available somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that include so that pretty much includes everything that's going to be in this set. Uh, it's available for pre-order for an October 29th release date in case anybody wants to binge through some monster flicks for Halloween. Uh, it is it has a list price of $225, but if you go to the Criterion uh, website and pre-order it now, you can get it. You can actually pre-order at a discount price for under $200. So yeah. if anybody's interested, I would go and yeah, uh, get check, that right you know, away. I got my I got my copy all pre-ordered and set to uh, get here. And and my, my it's funny because my only nitpick about the about it itself is because it is a you know uh, eight disc you know slim collection yeah uh, in terms of its packaging and uh, you know I I am gonna miss my having a bunch of movies uh, mm. in a row but it will free up some space and I'm getting you're getting a lot of bang for your buck at least if uh, from what they are reporting so that was uh, that was the big exciting news uh, in terms of uh, uh, releases when it comes to Godzilla Indeed. and uh, one uh, brief thing that I'll mention. Uh, that we won't talk about too much because we may talk about it in an upcoming episode is that, but it segues into our next topic is that there was an interview with uh, Toho head of project development, uh, Kido Takahashi. Um, and he talked a lot about, uh, he was basically one of the voices that come, came out of Toho talking about the future plans uh, with Godzilla and that the brand was very much still alive and that they have, uh, you know, exciting things to, um, they're very eager to move forward uh, with the uh, franchise. And they feel, there was this sense that they feel more convinced than ever that there is this uh, audience, this audience, audience and this it. fandom for it. Um, and then there's seemingly uh, some, uh, a, a lot of uh, kind uh, words thrown towards the legendary films where it seems that he shed a little bit of light on their their working relationship with legendary and um, definitely has expressed that as far as Toho's concerned, they love the fact that legendary is doing its own thing uh, with the with the Godzilla uh, rights um, and that they would be uh, happy to if it, if push came to shove to uh, offer more uh, monster rights because they they just like that the American films have been doing their own thing and as we've seen uh, in the past and it's just echoed now is that Toho 
uh, uh, banking off of that, is able to do their own thing, and there's multiple different versions of Godzilla. And that was like the biggest thing in the interview is that there was like a lot of uh, love for the fact that there's an audience that will accept multiple types of this creature as long as it's like uh, done with respect. Mm -hmm. Um, So that so that was the big thing, and I think we'll get into a little bit more in the specifics of that interview. Uh, in our next deep dive episode. But for now, I think it's time for us to really dive deep into why is the head of project development talking about um, uh, the uh, Godzilla and his place in cinema right now. And that's because the big debut at Comic-Con in yes. Toho's booth. Nick, uh, did you enjoy Comic-Con? Did you have a good time at Comic-Con? I had a good time at Comic-Con. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, if you go in with that kind of open mind, you just don't know what you're doing, but you... You gotta uh, you hang out with your friends and you get to kind of be around fellow nerds and geeks and and warlocks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, and and the weather was nice. This it was year. very very nice year. <laughs> Extremely. I didn't nice. cosplay this year, but this would have been a perfect year to. Cosplay. Yeah, we all we did we did pick the the wrong year. Uh, yeah, because that year we cosplay. cosplayed, it was very hot. Very hot. Yeah, I was wearing a sweatsuit. Yeah, and it was actually not that bad because sometimes it feels like it could get hot in the hall, but it didn't. No, it was because there's just so many people. Yeah. But we did get a chance to see uh, the Godzilla booth, mm. uh, and I and I have to say, for, you know, a very I would say a very uh, a, a, a modest, but you know, still very like a, a quaint, but welcome addition I mean, to it the was, floor. It's probably one of the more inter- like to me, especially because I just got into it of the like of the kind of corporate booths. I would say, yeah, it was probably one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was a small booth though it went like it was a small section of the floor yeah um but it packed a punch yeah it, like uh very much like Mothra <laughs> I I do think that there was this sense and it seemed to be the sense that anybody who was interested in this thing is that there was just this I think a lot of people were just happy that it was there yes. and not in a oh we'll take anything way but it was kind of just seemingly a big deal yeah. that there there was even, we were even having this And booth. like I mean it's like this is something I think that rolls into it but there was a whole lot of kaiju love all yes. around the floor this year. A lot of cool like Godzilla and kaiju art, a lot of cool like costumes and shirts and it was just like there was a if you were like a fan of Toho and the monster verse that Toho has created over yeah. their many 65 years mm-hmm. there was a lot to choose from there was definitely a sense this year that Godzilla is and you know and and whatever cuz the 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 Godzilla fan showed up there was there was there was multiple things to see Godzilla wise and everybody showed up so you get this sense of and Despite what anybody may say about the reception of recent movies or like anything like that, um, th- you get got the sense that the G Man is in the zeitgeist yes. now. It, that it, like it, everybody, especially like, within that comic con yeah. realm. And then uh, we saw because you're right, there was like cool cosplay. There was like a one or two like cool like Mothra cosplays, yeah, which I thought a, were really there's cool. There's a Ghidorah. There's a Ghidorah. That was a lot of fun. Like and yeah. the, that that guy was full on like could have been a suit in one of the movies with a few tweaks. Um, and then, like, and then, like you said, there was like plenty of art. Everybody was doing like different pins like art pieces. Piece uh, pins was like a big deal. Um, there was a there was a few panels. Uh, our friend Patrick, a friend and friend listener, of the friend and listener of the podcast, uh, 
went to a uh, panel that uh, I, honestly I almost had considered going to, but uh, just schedule wise it didn't work out. And it was basically talking about all the legalities that would happen in the Godzilla yeah. universe. There was a bunch of lawyers and. Here's the thing, because we talked about this briefly. I think we mentioned it either on Twitter or we mentioned it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we both considered going, but again, schedules didn't work out. But I think, I mean, just to talk about this panel real quick, because our friend Patrick sent us pictures, I don't think either of us really realized how deep this one was going to no, go. No, these people, from my understanding of it, knew their stuff and everything that we got pictures of and we were explained to. It definitely was one of the like, ones that I was like a little bit like sad that I couldn't well, like, have Well, like, listen, I really did not expect them to go. Like, they went into like Hedora. Yeah. And they went, like, one of their bits was like, how was it legally right to make Mecha Godzilla out of the bones? Yes, and, like, yeah. The and then you could, like, uh, like on the grounds, of like uh, desecration of remains and yeah. like and then there was like um with uh dr emma russell from the new king of the monsters played by vera farmiga like you know is she guilty of being like an uh An neglectful parent. yeah yeah <laughs> things like that and it then, was, it was could just... she use the insanity plea and yeah. like <laughs> it, there there were there were just so many things yeah. like that that just uh briefly uh looking at it was just... oh yeah because there was also they did a whole bit about the girl um from destroy all monsters who gets mind control yes yes yeah that was it that was it yeah does the insanity defense work if you've been that that was the one that was the one that was good um but speaking of panels um i did go to a godzilla uh panel where i went to uh bear mccreary who is the uh uh um, music uh movie composer and And uh composer of uh the godzilla king of the monster score as well as child's play and a bunch of other movies yes. and his name and, is bear and his name is bear and this is only a fact that seems to perplex nick for some reason i'm just interested in cool names uh but uh we i went to go see him and uh he basically talked about his whole inspiration for doing monster scores and he talked about how his original inspiration was um going all the way back to uh the uh what's it the day the earth stood still with gort with the alien court yeah. yeah and uh talked a little bit about that and basically just talked about his whole process and got really in depth with talking about how he uh developed the sound for all the uh, the four major kaiju and king of the monsters um and uh it, our little treat in person that we got to see was uh he showed us uh or he, he played us uh, his original theme for Godzilla, because uh, at some point he they were considering that oh maybe you know Bear will make his own theme for Godzilla, like when Godzilla shows yeah. up and everything, um, and then eventually like he said like you know it, you just couldn't do it without like he, he felt that way is that you couldn't do it without the original Ifakube theme and then eventually did his own uh rendition of that including Mothra but we did get to hear a little bit of it and it sounded good because you know Bear's a good composer yeah um but uh I mean, and he's it, like really a rising star composer in the yeah. industry right now um yeah he's killing it this year uh but we we took a listen to it and it was like oh yeah no it's good and you could have put it in the movie as like another like track or something yeah. but uh even he was like he was like oh yeah you guys are polite yeah we all know that the 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 theme the ifakube theme is better <laughs> like well i mean so, probably yeah, but, no, it was but it's, also, it's also like an all-time theme right right but he but he did talk about like you know uh like the the Ghidorah, the original Ghidorah theme the original rodan theme which is probably uh the probably the best of like the original themes in, in the movie um so but that was like really cool the the guy seemed really really uh really just really awesome 
Um, and then, so that was like basically it with panels. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the booth itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the booth was uh, it was everything that was promised to be there was there. Uh, we got our nice uh, mural, which was uh, turned up looking awesome. You can see it on, I believe it's on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, and and it got put, it put got out. A, sorry, go yeah, ahead. It was just like, I mean, again, what was nice about the booth, and this theme will come up a lot, is just how it really was a celebration of 65 years in terms of the the whole width of the Godzilla franchise. Yeah. Uh, and that includes on the, you know, it was just like, it was just exciting to see on the you know on the mural that you've got stuff like you know our boy Jet Jaguar and, yeah and, and that was Dora and you know Manila's there too of, of course it has to be out like uh, I think uh, Ibira's on there too I think somewhere yeah I think so yeah well well so, it's just like but yeah. it's like it was like it was nice that you know because sometimes with these big celebrations it it kind of feels like you know sometimes companies will just really focus on what is actually kind of known mm-hmm. um but i think like toho really, or what the fans like well, yeah. and everything and it's like toho really embraced the whole breadth of the the godzilla franchise well and that, that included so um before we get to kind of the like props and stuff that they brought and all that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. i did want to talk about that they had um in they had a video in the booth that basically would play all the japanese trailers for all the movies in order of yeah including the american including the american movies so it was like i looked up and it was just like 98 godzilla yeah yeah Uh, and then with the little japanese subtitles at the bottom probably good old old animal yeah yeah. (laughs) but it was just like it's like it's always nice that the the company does didn't you know because again it's easy to just ignore that right there's easy ways to just oh let's just put it off to the side Mm -hmm. but they still kind of recognize that you had the shield my eyes when uh, against Mecha Godzilla footage came up. Yes, couldn't spoil it. We're about to watch it. You I can't know. be spoiled. I know. But but it but we and they had their whole booth and the booth uh like the walls of the booth had like little fun facts about like the uh you know little just little fun little tidbits that you may or may not have known uh about the um about the franchise. But they had all the individual eras listing out all the films. And as we said on the previous um. The, the the previous uh, news, news update uh, they you know the new era films is the Rewa era um, and they included like the anime films in that um, which again is like that that's something because that was like because there was so much Godzilla love this year you get so many Godzilla opinions and uh, it seems that you know if uh, people thought that you know uh, King of the Monsters had less than a stellar uh, reception nobody lo- likes the anime movies yeah I think we, we were talking about that on the way down where it was like there was excitement for that first one but then kind of the middle one kind of yeah. killed all the hype but I, d- I don't know anybody who like like it just yeah, seems it was, like and it was also yeah. one of those things where I think there was even some like what is this kind of officially within yeah. the you know within the Toho canon or yeah, is this like a, really, is. a side project but it, it yeah. is confirmed and then also it's fun and then they had a little uh, list of every kaiju in the Godzilla canon yeah all the way at the bottom is our friend Zilla. Yes, which, from the '98 guy, which again is technically is, is more of the rebranded '98 Godzilla for Toho purposes. Yeah, but it's it, yeah. the '98 Godzilla. And I know Come we're on. gonna see Zilla again. I know that we're gonna see him again <laughs> soon. Uh, but it even you know included uh, uh, our friends Baragon. Yeah, and, yeah, and. Uh, Varen was mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, uh, no, that was re- that was really cool to see. And again, like you kind of said, in similar fashion to like the movie trailers, it was just this complete cellar. Not, I didn't even want to say a celebration. The way it was kind of presented was like, this is everything Godzilla, and yeah. we're not going to be shy about anything. And of course, uh, like one of the main highlights of that booth, one of the t- basically two main highlights was the collection of of actual props. Yes. That they had. Yeah, that was that was really cool. We got a head of a uh, Mothra larva, 
um, which was really cool. Of course, we got the Oxygen Destroyer. There yes. was no way I didn't think we were going to get the Oxygen Destroyer. We got uh, some Ghidorah heads. Yes, uh, the three Ghidorah heads, I believe from Godzilla vs. Gigan is what it yes. was like labeled yep. as. Yep. Uh, and, and, the, and these were all set used. Yes. Um, yep. And um, the the biggest uh, surprise uh, for me, and this was awesome, was the head of Destroya, of the Destroya yep. suit. That was sick. Yeah. That was awesome to see. And then I think it finishes up. There's a, a building, a building model from Shin Godzilla. Yeah. And the Orca from yeah. uh, King of the Monsters. Yeah. And I, I believe there was one. I forget if it was like the Super X or the Super X. Oh, yes, one yes. of the Super Jets. Uh, it was the one from. Um, I think it was the one from. Is it from Return? No, it's not the one from Return. I think it's. Yes, yeah, speaking the mic. I I think it's. No, I think it's one of the later ones. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I think it's either the Super X two or the or the last one. Right. Okay. Uh, but they had that, and they had the building and the Orca, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was actually really cool. That I thought that at least a prop from the newest King of the Monsters was mm-hmm. was there. Um, so they had like a little bit. They had you know some displays of toys and everything as well. Uh, but then the biggest one of the other big draws was. Uh, not only did they have the suit from uh, Godzilla 2000, the Godzilla suit, but you could also take a green screen animated picture with said suit. Yeah. And uh, that was a line that, all things considered, we were lucky to be a part of because that was capped all day. Yeah, we like got both we, days. we did that right away on Sunday. Yeah, we, we got we, in we a little bit early. Yeah. And- we got we basically got in like yeah a little bit early before official opening of the booth and or, uh, opening of the floor or at least like scheduled opening. Um, we kind of cut in line a little bit, but that wasn't here neither here nor there. Did we cut in line? Well, basically, like there was a line, but then they opened up all the doors, so the line kind of oh oh to get into the hall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's not our fault that like other they can't get their stuff together and they let us in early. Yeah. Like so we didn't cut. The, no. These people just let us in early. No, it was just a, it was just a line. There was a line, yeah. and then they opened up all the doors, and then everybody was like, oh, I guess we can go in anymore. <laughs> um, um, but so, but, was cool. but that was awesome. But yeah, so what was also neat about because it was the suit from Godzilla 2000, it was the set you suit, and there was even a, basically a, a note there about how if you looked at the suit, there was basically patches of, of repair oh, work. Hand? <laughs> Rest in peace, Rich <laughs> um, There was patches of, of refurbishment uh, from pyrotechnic damage. Yes. And it was basically a note that said that even though these suits get damaged within production, that their Toho has always taken general care to preserve this history. Yeah. Because it was the same thing with the, the Ghidorah heads from from Gigan, uh, where you could tell it was old and suit worn because there was all kind of like little kind of little tiny rips and tears. Yeah. And, but it was like just like there was just like, yeah, this is this is just the history and this is what we Well what we and it, also remember they'll hang on to a suit because by the time I think it was like what do you got to Godzilla versus Gigan, like the Godzilla suit was like legitimately mm-hmm. falling apart. So they they'll they'll uh you know take hold uh you know they'll hold on to one, but uh, yeah, but it was fun. You got to take a little green screen picture, and I think we had put them up on like the on the twitters where it was like a little animation of like you fighting the Godzilla. But but speaking about the suit itself, it was very, it was almost very odd. Like you almost took like at least for me, I found I almost took for granted that it was like oh this is like an actual suit mm-hmm. that because you obviously we know 
that they're that you know this is all suitmation and they all perform these things in suits. But it, it it's just when you're there, you're just like because it's also Comic Con too. Yeah. So there's the your instinct is like oh it's like another just like statue thing right. to take place with. But then when you like stop and think about it, it's like no this is like a man got in this in this one and fought Orga with it like and like, you, and, and like you know went over models and green screens. Yeah, so like that especially was, in Godzilla 2000. Yeah, <laughs> so that was that was kind of surreal like to and think you, about. Kind of like look like like how the suits really not like that huge either. No, that that was the thing. It's like because I think if you really stood like you may have been taller yeah. than like the actual suit. Well, it's kind of weird because you just think that Godzilla's big, so the suit's big. That yeah, that's like, why because because there's almost like you don't want to believe it's the actual suit. Right. Like it's like we all know that this isn't a suit, but come on, it's Godzilla. It's got to yeah. be like a big guy, but no, not not really. It's and just they like, they had a different collection of merch as well. That that being said, uh, I don't think we talked about it on the episode, but the GMK suit is actually um, designed to be taller, so they had to get a taller suit performer in it. So that one probably was a little bit more yeah, if they, uh, of if the they size. Had the GMK suit. Yeah, which you wouldn't have wanted to take a picture with because no. you know his eyes. Like yeah, I would have had to like take a sharpie and <laughs> just put some pupils in there. Um, um, what but, suit would you have most wanted to take a picture with? Ooh, I mean, the GMK suit was not bad. Uh, not the GMK suit. The uh, Godzilla 2000 suit was it's not a, good, a bad it is choice. A good choice. Um, but what suit w- would I want it of? Oh, well, definitely something from like the Hasey era. Yeah. Like probably like maybe like a um, like a Godzilla versus King Ghidorah suit. Yeah. Or no, you know, because it's my favorite movie. Like, and they're all generally the same. Godzilla versus Mothra. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have mind. Um, I like the one from Godzilla versus Space Godzilla quite a bit. Yeah. Um, at least, is that the one I like? Yeah. Well, any of those suits. I that's just my favorite design. All right. And then them. what about any other kaiju suit, or any other kaiju puppet, or whatever you would want to? Do? Oh, I mean. I definitely would have been happy with either version of a Mothra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have. It would have been cool to like get like in front of like a hanging Mothra like uh, a yeah. like thing. That well, that would have been awesome. At least you got because in in your green screen. I mean, but also Jet Jaguar. Let, of let, let's be let's face it. No, you know what? Actually, to to move off of like our standard answers, I would have been cool. Like if if I had to pick a suit, probably Gigan. Yeah, Gigan or Megalon. I would have liked. See, I would have liked to do like, obviously Jet Jaguar because we're stands. Yes. Yeah. Um. But also, I, I was gonna say Gigan because I, even though I've been mixed on like his actual appearances in the movies, yeah, I do like the design a yeah, lot. It's a cool monster, and and Mechagodzilla, the original. Oh, that's a good the one. The original Mechagodzilla from the first Mechagodzilla movie, yes. would be pretty sick. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be great. Um, is there anything else Godzilla related at Comic Con this year? I mean, there's only my little project I had this year, which hopefully did, I can did, be like, able to put on. There was some the... other Godzilla figures, like maybe at Sideshow or something. They had something. Uh, maybe? I mean, they're they're still because they haven't been released. They're still advertising the SH Monster Arts. Okay, uh, yeah, maybe that's, from, what I was, that's what I was thinking. You know, they had that. Um, you know the. Uh, what was it the Bandai exclusive that was at the Godzilla booth that just well, sold out before we could a, even get there? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I yeah. And uh, you know what? You you got a lot of art, though. I did. That was going to be... So the last thing I got was... Um, so there's this uh, cool uh, little um, booth uh, at Comic-Con every year, and it's on behalf of the San Francisco Cartoon Art Museum, which is an educational... Uh, uh, 
art museum that takes donations and uh, basically they have this booth here and it, it's, um, it's one of our go-to booths yes and, and it legitimately is one of the things i look forward to doing now every year yeah because it, it's, it's awesome it's just a, it's a good cause mm-hmm. it's not that expensive for you and like you can get a lot of like there's a lot of different great artists there that you can get a lot of very stylish. Well, what they do is like they have what they call the sketchathon, where every hour they cycle out artists who are just in and around the con uh, who are donating their time and uh, they can either do sketches and you, you can go up and get sketches they want for a donation or get sketches that are already there for a don- donation or for depending on how much you're giving get a black and white or colored sketch of your choosing yes um so uh i'm a fan of this booth uh it goes to a good cause um, and uh, we've been going to this booth for either two or three years three now. Three years now. Three yeah. years now. Yeah. And uh, my project this year was that uh, I was using all of my art budget, because that's the thing I get primarily at Comic-Con, uh, to get uh, different kaiju creatures from the Godzilla canon all in the, the different styles from different artists uh, throughout the, the day. And, it, was um, a, it was a killer project. And uh, hopefully I'm, I'm pr- planning on getting it all framed uh, in a way soon, so hopefully I can, I'll can i be able to put it up on uh, uh, on our social media soon. But that that was like the other big fun thing and of course, that I was looking we, forward to. We should to. mention, we mentioned a little bit earlier, our, our friend Patrick, friend of the podcast, yes, also yeah. had a really great idea in which he used this uh, art museum, uh, cartoon art museum booth to get a custom Blu-ray cover yes. for uh, Godzilla vs. Biolanti. And it, and it turned out sweet. It, it, it turned, turned out, out awesome. It was actually like a great, yeah. uh, it was a cool idea that he came up with the last minute and had to buy DVDs at, or Blu-rays at Goodwill. I don't know which one he ended up using. Yeah. He bought Troy. <laughs> he bought Troy. An the American dire- ga- gangster, right? Troy the Director's Cut, yeah. American Gangster, and Workaholic Season 2. Oh, man. And he used two of them. I don't know what he ended up doing with the I mean, Workaholic, I mean, not, none of those movies. I, I guess they're not terrible choices, but no. like they're they're whatever. But I mean, it is a Director's Cut of Troy. Who yeah. even directed that movie? Um... I don't know. Are you really going to take time to look up who directed just talk Troy? About something. You're going to just you're go- just going to bring it back to the Troy thing. So, like so like what do you, what do you mean just to, did you just tell me on our news episode just to talk about something? Like you're like, "Ah, don't worry about this." It's uh, David Benioff. The co- the co- showrunner of oh, Game of well, Thrones. Oh, well, okay. Well, he they they weren't there because, you know, because they're because they did Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Toho, they produced the anime series. They still showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Cowards. Well, all the actors at Game of Thrones had to pick up the slack. Um, but as we wrap up for uh, this news, because we wanted to include the San Diego news uh, in uh, this segment, um, what, what, how did you feel overall about uh, Comic-Con, the kaiju presence, and oh, and most importantly, the Toho, as, Toho's first appearance? As a relatively new fan, it was kind of beautiful to see this kind of come up because you know i think we i talked about it we were discussing it briefly with uh friends uh on twitter just how like if, if bond ever had this presence it would you know you would right. be set and it's just like can't imagine like you know it was just so much love mm-hmm. and it was what was great about it was that it was so clearly love from everywhere right. from everywhere you walk because because we should we should point out that in the previous two years you probably did see Godzilla art and like We've pins seen, like, and we stuff. Saw a we got a saw you Godzilla. never saw like a Mothra cosplay. Yeah. I've we, never seen. At one. the most, you would see a Godzilla cosplay. Like yeah. that would be the most. We saw one one year. Yeah, it was just like an inflatable suit. But it was a, it was just really more than anything else. You saw so many kaiju shirts, kaiju costumes. 
I mean, there were whole booths like in Artist Alley that like one of the booths was just dedicated to just kaiju art. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that that's one of like the good things about Comic Con too is like you you I think you do bring out those mm-hmm. people who go to it as much as we you know talk about like oh like you know I'm sure there was a lot of not happy Game of Thrones people this year, but for the most part, like when you have a celebratory event yeah. like Comic Con. It's usually everybody's coming and together I think to celebrate it. What's always interesting every year is kind of seeing what what's trendy, right? Because yeah. there was that like like the year that Suicide Squad came out, there were like a million Harley Quinns, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this year, I really felt, I honestly felt the two trends were like a lot of Spider Verse costumes and a lot of kaiju stuff. Yeah, like and that- Shira. Shira, there was a lot of Shira's was a lot too. Of Shira. Yeah, <laughs> but also, I mean, I will admit that Peter B. Parker is a very easy costume. That, to come up that, with. That, it was fun. It was, it was it, always fun to yeah, see, though. It's fun, but, to but, it, but it felt like that was where the two things that really felt like this was like kind of the trend this year. And uh, I mean, and as far and I agree with everything. And as far as the Toho booth, like I said, I thought it was a given that this was their I, first year. I thought it was a fairly my. And then also, like, let's even though there's a lot of love, it's still kind of like one of the relatively more niche things that I don't think people know have a passionate fan base. Yeah. And I think that the fact that Toho made this modest but fun little uh, appearance at Comic Con, and the fact that all the kaiju fans went. crazy crazy for it like everybody was like very excited that they came and they posted their love on social media um i think that that is going i think this was i would not be surprised if we have a, even a little bit more of a taste of toho like bringing stuff to mm. a, f- another comic-con yeah. based off of this year well, i think i think we what we got was a trial run and i think it was i think it was definitely worth it oh yeah absolutely yeah um so cool all right well that's it for this news uh update um next time you hear from us you will be getting into a godzilla deep dive um in which we will talk a little bit more now that toho has made um all these uh, steps to come out to comic-con to expand the property from its side a little bit we're going to talk a little bit more in to detail of what does the future hold for Toho and Godzilla in this new Reiwa era and just overall age of Godzilla fandom. And I'm excited to dive deep into that because it's a deep dive episode. All right. uh, Well, until next time, um, I'm Will. And I'm Nick. And this was the news. That we actually presented. (laughs) 